go. But no one's talking about. All the world's a stage. Is it any wonder that that's one of William Shakespeare's most memorable lines? Even people who could care less about poetry. And much like da Vinci and the others, is it any wonder that there seems to be some sort of cryptic, mystic, embedded meaning when he talks about this is the seven ages of man in the same act as he opens with the words, all the world's a stage. Well, as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. So if you've seen these, I'd like you to kind of bring back to memory these two motion pictures. They convey huge concepts that I don't have time to revisit right now, but you should have them in your consciousness because they're predictive programming. So they're supposed to be there. The first one is The Truman Show. And the second one is They Live. So you might want to keep these glasses handy because I want to take a second look at a few things and some of it is it's going to be hard to believe but as we go through some of this stuff just kind of keep that in mind. The Truman Show meets They Live and hopefully once we look at it this way you'll be able to make a whole bunch of connections that I'm not even going to mention in this video. And again, I know this is a long video, but please bear with me and please hang around till the end because this is not a video about just transgenderists. This trans agenda is far more than sex. So please hang around and wade through the transgender portion to get to the other stuff. I'm going to talk about MK Ultra, and I'm going to talk about the Montauk Project, and I'm going to talk about the alien agenda. Yes, I will start out with the transgenderism among the aristocracy throughout all ages of history and trace it back to the mystery schools and all of that. And all through Hitler's SS brown shirts, you know, which ties into the Ashkenazi Jews that, that I was talking about in the last video. I'll even be talking about SRA and all sorts of things. So please be patient and be willing to invest a little bit of time. You know, we gave the public indoctrination system, public education, at least minimum 12 years of our life. And a lot of us, another four years after that in the universities, or six years or eight years. And before we woke up, every time we sat down to a Hollywood movie, we'd give them two hours of our life for them to indoctrinate us. We should at least have the same attention span for the truth as we had for the lies. And I get a ton of comments, you need to make your videos shorter, videos shorter. And, and honestly, that's the exact opposite of what God has called me to do. That's a huge problem in the truth community is sound bites, sound bites, sound bites. So we have this massive pile of puzzle pieces of truth just kind of thrown out in a big chaotic pile. And you know, you'll see people, they'll put a couple of pieces of the puzzle together here and there. And oh, here's a big chunk of it where people took the time and did a 28 minute video and put some together. But God has specifically called me for unity in the body of Christ. That's a huge part of my calling. It has been, I wrote about it in my book 15 years ago. I know what I'm supposed to do. So please, patience is a virtue. I have to take all of these little pieces of the truth. And you know, in my videos, most of this stuff, most of the clips I use is all stuff that people have seen a million times before. But it's when you bring it together, bring it together and start putting those pieces together so we can see the big picture. 
the big picture. And to do that, it takes a little bit of time. I'm not just going to throw one little sound bite out there for sensationalism. I want to take the time to put the puzzle together. Please walk with me through this. If you have to put it on your watch list and pause it and watch it in segments, then whatever you have to do. You know, we TiVo'd shows for the world. You can do that here. But I think if a video goes over 12 minutes, you know, and maybe it's two hours, I think that's a small investment of your life compared to the 12 years you gave to the re-education camps where they taught you their narrative. Okay, but I want to start by jumping back to Shakespeare. You know, this is the precursor to Hollywood. During the plays of that era, all of the female roles were played by male actors. I always feel silly. I guess men do a going, as they say, in drag. But the, theater, the history of theater shows that years ago in Elizabethan times, I guess, all of the men's or women's roles were played by men. And these males were groomed for this. Now, obviously, these are modern pictures, but I'm going to get to some actual old pictures here pretty soon. But this troupe or this circle of actors slash actresses that traveled around doing these plays, they were trained for this and specialized in this. Their voices were trained, all of it, to pretend to be women. And I know we've all been taught that it was just because of misogyny, right? It's just because everything was patriarchal and all of this type of thing. But that's not the case. It's because this is how that ruling class, the aristocracy, this is how they live. From ancient times, this is how they live. And this is common knowledge. This isn't um, conspiracy theory at all. This is from their own books. And you can see right here in the table of contents, androgyny is the guiding principle of the new age. This is, this is what they're doing. They themselves in their own writings, they talk about their ancient pagan gods and the androgyny. I mean, I don't have to show a picture of the Baphomet again. We all know about the androgyny of the Baphomet. Not only is it a trans species, that it's a goat-headed, pan-type Nephilim creature, but that it has the female breasts and the male phallus, but then, you know, all of these other pagan gods from ancient history where they believe, this is what they believe, that you're somehow ascended, you're somehow better than and above if you embrace, you know, all of this bisexuality and transgender and all of that. This is all part of their occult religion. So when anybody that is saying, oh, this you know, oh, it's bias. Oh, it's this and that. No, the bias is them thinking that they're better than you. That's the bias. And the preference in hiring and uh, visibility and everything else. It's not a coincidence that all of these celebrities are coming out and coining this phrase pansexual like Miley Cyrus, oh, a new frontier, right? As they're indoctrinating their followers, all going all the way back to Disney, the people that they have gathered to follow them, and then they lead them into the new frontier, pansexual. Because pan is just another name for the Baphomet. Pan is another name for Hasatan, a satyr, Satan. So they're open about it. They're open about training humans to be pansexuals, like pan. 
and they're not just using celebrities that we've all known and trusted since childhood to push pansexuality. They've raised up an entire crop of models now for fashion and the new trendy thing. They, they create the trends. We're the followers. They're the puppeteers. They create the trends. And the trend they are pushing now, which unfortunately has caught up a lot of our naive young people, is the androgyny from their cult practices. So you see, there's tons of new models like this. It's endless. And here's Ruby Rose. You know, they make no secret of it. For ultimate and androgynous this inspiration. For crap. Inspiration means to be indwelled with a spirit. Inspiration, inspired to do something, means you're anointed to do something. And you can see the Ouroboros around his neck. I know, again, they say she was born a female, but, no. you know, I think that's up for debate. But the fact remains that they are raising these people up by the multitudes in every profession, and they're placing them in key roles in the most popular TV series, like like they just placed her in Orange oh, to Black so to get more exposure. You know, to get and it. all of the fashion trends. No, in no, you were chosen from birth. Nobody else even had an audition. You were chosen and groomed for that. That's prejudice. Physic industry, that's they're placing them everywhere. This is sex cult propaganda. Open sex cult propaganda. I mean, they say it openly. She schools us on gender fluidity. She's the teacher. This, this is a figurehead for the cult. She is sent to teach us. He is sent to teach us pansexuality. And who is the god Pan? The goat-headed god Pan? It's the Baphomet pansexuality Say and break free that's one of the propaganda pieces to teach people to transition and if you think it doesn't work let's look at some of the comments on this video ruby helped me come out as pansexual and gender fluid her positivity is such an amazing vibe that okay, i okay let's just stop for a second please people do not make your decisions based off of what you think people say in comment sections they are computer-generated AI bots with made-up names, and they say all kinds of stuff to influence and mess with people's minds. If you're making a decision off of what you think you read in a comment section, you need help. And they're all like, same, same, bisexual, same, samey. So here, right here's the evidence that it propaganda works. They know how to indoctrinate people into a cult. They know how to use MKUltra on the masses. Pansexual, right there, pansexual. And they've been leading humans down this path since ancient times. That's where we get the term hermaphrodite. It comes from Hermes. These are ancient fallen angels, pagan gods. Hermes and Aphrodite together created an offspring called hermaphroditus, from where we get the term hermaphrodite. According to the ancient records, they began genetically engineering this thousands and thousands of years ago. And again, another evidence that the, these records are not mythology, because we still see that trait in a small remnant percentage of humans. It's in the human gene pool. It's very rare, but there are still occasionally hermaphrodites born, which is what I've shown zillions of examples of in my videos 
that although it's hard for us to believe because we've been brainwashed into this false paradigm, this mainstream narrative in quote-unquote public education, but these entities are real. And when it says that they contaminated the human gene pool, we see that medically. It's provable. Like in my five shocking things you didn't know were in the Bible video, I point out like here's, here's the records that giants existed back then. And then we still see a remnant of that showing up in the human gene pool today. We call it acromegaly now, giantism. Then we see records in the Bible where it talks about this race of Gittites from Gath who had 24 fingers and toes, six on each hand and six on each foot. And we still see that trait show up in the human gene pool. Again, very rare, but it does pop up. That's Halle Berry's foot. They say that Halle Berry, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, you know, the pitcher, Alfonseco, lots of people have six fingers and six toes. And now we call it polydactyl. And then the Bible records that Esau was born, came out completely covered in red hair, that he was a hair-covered man. And it gives detailed examples about covering his brother's arms and neck in goat hair and goat skin. So he felt hairy. So, I mean, it, it was talking about a fur covered, a hair covered man, Esau, the descendants of Esau. And throughout history, we've seen in the human gene pool. Again, it's very rare. And, you know, we talk about the Nephilim tribes of Sasquatch and things like that. But I'm talking in the human gene pool. We still see that intermixing pop up. And these are pictures from medical journals. This is a genetic trait passed down family bloodlines. And today we call it hypertrichosis. But the point is all of these beings recorded in ancient times are not mythology. We have the evidence, scientific evidence. We're the ones who are kept in the dark about everything, but they know about Hermes and about Aphrodite and about Hermaphroditus and they worship pansexual gods. And you can follow it down the lines throughout all of history. So then you go into the Roman Empire and they were very much into all sorts of sexual perversion that lots of them were into pedophilia and pederasty as well as homosexuality. Most of the emperors had young boys, you know what I'm saying, in their courts. And we see that follow down the Roman lines as well into the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, this is an article from last summer. This just happened last summer where the, the police neighbors complained about this apartment and the police raided it. And there was a giant drug fuel, um, a homosexual orgy in, in there um, amongst the Catholic hierarchy. This, this is real. There's a strain of dying. Who cares what kind of sex it is? Are they supposed to be having sex? Aren't they supposed to be committed to God? These that say they descended from the ancestral gods, and that's why they were the kings and queens and royal families and all of that type of thing. And that exactly matches the Bible story of the fallen angels. Whether it's Aleister Crowley saying that he is channeling these demons, openly saying it and writing about it, or whether it's these new books they're putting out that they're saying, oh, we have formed our new world religion on these ancestral pagan gods from ancient times, but the androgyny and all of that. But it's all the same thing. The Illuminati families are under the control of these demons.
And I know I continue to reiterate that in all of the videos, but that's because I see this problem in a lot of the truther community. They're down here, Rothschilds, 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 you know, talking about these people when the real controllers are up here. This is a spiritual battle. It's hidden right in plain sight. They're open about it. So I know this is difficult, but please just take a look at some of these queens. I mean, there's a reason why that phrase was coined. They're laughing at us, drag queens. So anyway, just take a look at some of the aristocracy throughout world history with new eyes. Here's Queen Maud of Norway. I'll just show them to you. A picture is worth a thousand words. If you have eyes to see. <laughs> they don't. Oh no. Oh no. <coughs> wow. Wow. There that says the death of Princess Diana was just the death of a character. The character she was playing, he or she's playing as Princess Diana. And now she has assumed this character of David, David Furnish, who is Elton John's homosexual partner. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I subscribe to this theory at all. But I do oh, want to... They're not, they're not gay? Oh, God. ...this topic, because there's a reason. There's a reason why people are saying these things. People are starting to wake up and be conscious of their surroundings. And they're like, wait a second. And they're noticing these things. And they're trying. Elton John isn't gay. He's a woman. They're straight. Oh God. Make sense of it. And maybe their theory isn't correct, but there is a kernel of truth in all of these theories. They're got up so on this. Wrong. As always, all of the credits and all of the links will would say, oh, Princess Diana is really Ondine Rothschild or Ondine, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but this is her. This is the Rothschild. Um, now, I don't think that, Maybe but clearly she is from the same gene pool. I mean, there is no doubt that Princess Diana, who we call Princess Diana, is a Rothschild. But first of all, they could be wearing masks and playing multiple characters. What are you people going to wake it up? Child. She's it's not a Spencer. A She's a Rothschild. Now, they I don't... They wear masks. They wear masks and take on other identities. Wake it up. No, if this is... If David, Ondine, and Diana are, are three different genetic... You know, genetic uh, offspring. However they do that in vitro. Uh, test tube babies. I don't know. Uh, but clearly... Diana is a Rothschild, and I'm no transvestigator. I, I don't have time for that, really. But in my opinion, I think Ondine Rothschild is also trans. This is a man. She looks a lot like Diana there, that hairstyle. And looked a lot but if you like look through the high society pictures and stuff, okay. you can see that as she has aged, okay. the, the masculine features come out. Because the cartilage continues to grow, and plus they have to lay off of the the hormone shots and stuff the older they get because of the hormone damage. So when they're young and their skin is supple and everything, it's really hard to tell the difference. But if you watch them age, it it completely comes out, and that's why we see all these atrocities of 
uh, plastic surgery disasters amongst the elite, and especially the Hollywood actresses as they grow old because they can, they have to, once they can't take those hormone shots without it killing their organs, then they have to do all of these surgeries to compensate, and it's just a disaster. And they still end up where they can't hide it. The Princess of Sweden is oh, a perfect God. example of that because oh, when she was a young man, happened? you know, she could pull it off, sort of. Oh, but as she God. aged, I mean, look at this. Come on. Come on, you guys. <laughs> what happened? And until everything started coming to light, we oh, just couldn't no. make sense of it. We're just like, whoa, they didn't. Oh, I can't. The armies of Antichrist. And then you see it with the, the Nazis in World War II, all these reports that they were working with these advanced races and exchanging technology and all of that. And then what do you see in the Nazi camps? Yes, you see their studies in genetics and the master race and the twinning and all of the same demonic things that have been going on throughout all of history. It's just different iterations of the same exact agenda. And now the cabal has completely taken over every nation. It's, it's end game time. And we have these deep underground military bases where they brought all of these German scientists over to the United States and Project Paperclip so that we could glean their technology. But all we did was facilitate their infiltration of our nation. So all of these Nazis went right according to the cabal's plan went right into all of our scientific fields and took them over. And now essentially we're all under the control of Nazis. Look at the professors in the universities. They're all socialists. They're all teaching antichrist. Look at NASA. That was established all by Nazis, Werner von Braun. And like I talked about in the last video with the Ashkenazi Jews, that's where we get the word Nazi. Who do we see running Hollywood, right? The Ashkenazi Jews. So, I mean, they've got us coming and going, but it's all one underlying shadow government or cabal. And I know we talk a lot about the deep state, but this is deeper, deeper than the deep state. She put eyes this her. thing is huge. And that cabal consists of more than just humans. The kings of the earth absolutely are in a peace treaty with these Nephilim demon spawn and their ruler, Satan. And they are the armies of Antichrist. So if you're still way down on the pyramid thinking the peace treaty is like a couple of politicians and like a politician like George Bush or somebody's gonna step up and go, hey, by the way, I'm God, and that's gonna deceive everybody, you're looking in the wrong place. You need to look up, look up. Because that peace treaty between the kings of the earth and the Antichrist, that's this. That's this Nazi UFO connection. That's the kings and queens that I've been showing in the video. That's the kings of the earth. The kings of the earth aren't these politician figureheads that they're showing us on the news. No, 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 no. The kings of the earth are the literal kings and queens of these Illuminati bloodlines. And again, I don't necessarily mean the kings and queens that we are shown on the news. Those are the tip of the iceberg. The kings and queens I'm talking about, you will never see on a news broadcast. You have probably never heard their names. You can rest assured, if you see it on television or in the news media or magazines or any of that, 
It's a figurehead. That's part of the theater that they show us. The real string pullers, the people who really consider themselves the rulers of humanity, they're way in the shadows. They are the ones who are already in a peace treaty. We're not waiting for anything. You're, you're watching a magic show. You're watching theater on the news. That, that's an illusion that they are putting on to distract you. The peace treaty has already happened. They are already, these men in black, the shadow government, they are already in a treaty with these alien de demon spawn races in the deep underground military bases, the dumbs. It's already happened. They're in the peace treaty. The human counterparts, they think they're really somebody. You know, oh gosh, look at them. They've got all this power. They've been given all this power and wealth. But they've been duped too because demons hate humans. They want to destroy humans and trap their souls in hell. So it's a, that's what we're waiting for, is for the peace treaty to be broken. So while they've helped these demons enslave mankind through these systems, these human systems, the establishment, in the end, they've been deceived by the demons too, because they're not going to be ruling nothing. They're going to be exterminated. The end game of the demons is the extinction of the human race. That's how they trap souls, when there are no more incarnations. So all of you people out there that think, oh, well, reincarnation, and I got another chance, and I'm going to balance my karma. Hey, you better go to Jesus Christ and have him pay your karmic debt right now, because the time is coming when this peace treaty is going to be broken, and there is going to be UFO disclosure, and they're not going to be your buddies. They're coming for the extinction of the human race. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what demons do. I guess that's the first part of it. I'm going to break them up. Into so if sections. you're mimicking these American idols, these celebrities, and you're, that's your worship. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So I know it's a hard thing to hear, and it's a hard thing to say, but it's the truth. You are worshiping demons. If you have given your body a living sacrifice, your life in service to these ways of the world, it's really very simple. It's not complicated. And what does that mean to be transformed? Second Corinthians three seventeen and 18. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces, like a bride who's removed her veil. The veils have been removed from our eyes. We can see. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into His image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Holy Spirit. So whose image are you being transformed into? The image of the world? You organize religions, you quote-unquote churches, who are embracing the world and being conformed to the image of the world and putting pride flags up? Pride? Have you read the Bible that pride is the sin that brought Lucifer down? The big one, pride, and you're going to put a pride flag up and be conformed to the image of the world and 
be conformed to the image of Satan? Whose image are you being conformed to? Are you going to change your body? Are you going to mutilate your body? Are you going to cover it in tattoos and get your genitalia cut off and other genitalia sewed on? And are you going to self-mutilate all to be conformed to the image of the cabal? Or are you going to be transformed into the image of Christ? You have free will. It's your choice. So don't blame God when you end up getting exactly what you wanted. God doesn't send anybody to hell. People choose of their own free will who they worship and who they follow. Are you going to follow Jesus Christ to heaven? Or are you going to follow this cabal to hell? I told you the Jesus they're presenting is not uh, Yeshua. So that's also another deception people are not ready to deal with. But you better deal with it because now's the time. All to hell. And when I say they are making idols for us, I'm not just talking about they're making their careers, you know, lifting them up in the public eye. I'm talking about making idols for us, walking, talking idols for us, walking, talking bodies that embody spirits. And I know this type of stuff is really considered fringy, but I want to show you that some scientific information, actual scientific medical information about what they're working on with synthetics. Clips of these scientists in their own words explaining how they have been working on making synthetics. But I'm going to take my time and lay it out and start with the down-to-earth stuff because when people see this stuff, it's just parody to them. You can't explain this in nine minutes and expect the masses to believe this type of thing. So in this video, I'm just going to climb the stairs one at a time and I'm going to try and lay it out in a logical way so that people can see that this is not science fiction. And because the devil is in the details, I think a lot of people have overlooked astounding links. Lots of people do research into the Vril Society and into world history and even into the alien agenda and even into cloning and different things like that. But if you really pay attention to the details of some of these whistleblower testimonies coming from the Montauk Project, coming from the super soldiers, coming from the My Labs reporting these cloning centers and stuff, there's some really interesting details that people overlook in their testimonies that when you bring all of it together, it's really shocking. It's really hard to believe that something like the androgynes or the transgender agenda would play such a major role in this cabal, but it does. Here's just one of a zillion books that documents how this movement has gone through the ruling class all the way up from back at the mystery schools. Actually, this book, The Pink Swastika, Homosexuality in the Nazi Party, it deals with basically from the World War One, from the early 1900s, World War One through World War Two, and onward. And I like this book because he cites it's so well backed up by evidence. This is not a theory at all. This is backed up by at least 200 sources of primary documents. And again, I know that they've rewritten history and twisted stuff around so we can't understand it. So you've probably heard, well, what? They rounded up homosexuals and threw them in the camps, didn't they? 
No, what happened was there were two factions. There were people doing legitimate research, medical research and psychology on genuine homosexuals, effeminate males. And leading up in the roaring 20s and everything, leading up to World War II, in Germany, there was a culture war similar to what is going on right now in our country, in the United States. And on the other side was this militant homosexual movement of the ruling class. And they didn't want to be mixed in. They didn't want to be lumped in with the effeminate male, you know, genuine homosexuality sort of research. They believed that this was something for the ruling class because the homosexuality and the transvestite cross-dressing and all of the things that they practiced were part of sex magic or Satan worship. It was part of this SRA that had come down these family lines in this ruling class. And they spoke, they spoke openly about it and they practiced that. So there were literally thousands upon thousands of people in the rank and file Nazi party who were arrested for sex crimes during that era. And they ended up being put through these sort of rehabilitation programs in the institutions in Germany and this, the doctor, the genuine doctors who were doing research and stuff had files on all of them. So that was the very first book burning, what we call the book burnings in Nazi Germany. It was actually them raiding the offices and burning their own criminal records for these sex crimes that they had committed, which was mostly homosexual pedophilia. They were largely pederasts, a pederast is uh, a pedophile who likes older children, like in the tweens and teens. And I know the pink swastika and th that kind of makes you chuckle or whatever, but seriously, this is nothing to be juvenile or immature about. This is a horror. These, these children that are brought up through these families, it's child abuse. They, they, the things that these children go through, these MK Ultra SRA programs, it's a crime against humanity and it has to be stopped. This has to end. This has to come to light. Now's the time for it to come to light. So please view this as we go forward for what it is, which is a horror and a crime against humanity. And please realize when I get to the part about the celebrities and all of that, and I show who these people are in our modern era, please view this content in a mature and serious manner. And if you don't yet understand who created that, what we call the Nazi party who was working on this master race and this ruling class, please go back and watch this video that I uploaded two videos ago, not the last one, but the one before. It's called Mysteries of the Age to Come, Antarctica, Firmament, Nibiru, Genetic Engineering, Moses and Jesus. But there's a part in there that is specifically about the Nazi regime. And I know that's an hour and a half long video, so you can jump forward to this. Looks like it's around a minute and 11. I don't know, probably starts way before that though. Anyway, you, you can cut an hour off of it and get there.
and this is really important because we have a lot of anti-Semitism and people don't realize that where we get the term Nazi from, these Ashkenazi Jews, they're not Jews at all. The Bible, and in this, I'll lay it all out for you. I can't, re, I can't revisit it right now. These videos are too long as it is. But I lay it all out through here with the Bible verses and everything. And I talk about there's a reason why we see these Jews wearing yarmulkes, and we also see the leadership of the Vatican wearing yarmulkes because these are all these Ashkenazi Jews. And they come from Germany, the Germanic Goths. That's why we see Gothic cathedrals with all of these monsters and demons and gargoyles and all that. I go through all that. So you can jump forward in this Mysteries of the Age to Come video to about an hour and 10 minutes and you should hit right in there. And I know I'm always pointing back to the other videos but I don't bring this stuff up because I'm shamelessly self-promoting. I bring it up because all of my videos tie together and I can't just sit down and do a 200 hour video. It's like a college course. You can't just skip the whole year and then come in for one class three months into it and know what's going on. So I get a ton of questions all the time. Oh, this contradicts this or you contradicted yourself here. And it's because they don't have any idea what I'm about or what, you know, all of these other videos. So I do my best because it's YouTube. It's not a college course. You can come in on any video. So on every video, I try my best to make it easy to jump back, you know, to the previous videos that might have information tying into what I'm talking about right there. So that people don't get lost when you see something like the clip I'm getting ready to play and it says that Adolf Hitler is a crypto Jew. You're like, what? <laughs> what? No, he hates Jews, right? He was anti-Semitic. And it's like, no, I, got, you know, I can't go back and reteach it all. So that's why I'm always pointing back to my other videos. So, so of course, we see them assuming their role in the trans agenda. Priests to be banned from calling God he or the Lord and bid to be gender neutral. So it's just the typical old bait and switch. They've drawn in a ton of followers who call themselves Christians and thought that they were being taught about the holy God. And now that they have all of them following them, boom, they switch it up on them and they're like, oh, well, we're not gonna worship the holy God. We're going to lead you into worshiping this androgynous pagan God or Pan, the Baphomet. And this isn't just happening in the Catholic Church. They've infiltrated organized religion across the board, as well as public education, which we know is indoctrination by definition, because they don't present both. They ban the Holy Bible and its teachings of what holiness and morality and a civilized society is. And then they make it mandatory to preach their pagan beliefs, which is what we're talking about right here. Church of England tells schools to let children explore gender identity. And, you know, here in America, we don't listen to the Church of England per se. But all of you know, through the movements and the political leaders and all of that, that they have done the same thing in our schools. They have made pagan indoctrination mandatory or are in the process of doing so. Okay, so back to the pink swastika. This was written by Scott Lively and Kevin Abrams. So I just want to play you a quick clip from an interview. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, in opposition to that group, they, they didn't uh, have a lot of regard for Magnus Hirschfeld thinking in these, in these areas, was the Adolf Brandt group that uh, thought that uh, homoerotic relations between um, comrades 
was the um, was characteristic of a of more of a ruling class or of an uber mentioned class, and uh, that was uh, that was the Brown Shirt that became the Brown Shirt organization, which was uh, controlled by Ernst Röhm uh, after his return from Bolivia in uh, in, in in the late twenties. Uh, at Hitler's request, Hitler's request to take charge of the SA and to make it into a into a more uh, unified fighting uh, force or a street level sort of fighting force. In 1933, the first book burning in Germany is uh, was was its purpose was to destroy one of the one of the underlying and and more uh, significant purposes of the book burning was to destroy Magnus Hirschfeld's library. He is documented by one of the gynecologists that worked with him at the time as having held some 40,000 files documenting sexual crimes amongst the Nazi rank and file, uh, which, um, you know, in the German courts, people who were tried uh, for these types of crimes under Section 175 were sent to Magnus Hirschfeld's Institute for um, assessment and so forth. And uh, Kevin, so, Kevin, Kevin, let me ask you a question. How does the fact that all these Nazis were homosexuals uh, translate into um, World War II? Well, they were primarily the dominant factor in the Nazi in bringing the Nazi party to power. Uh, Ernst Röhm, uh, any any rank above the rank of uh, any person above the rank of sergeant in Ernst Röhm's brown shirt organization had to be of that persuasion, and uh, and that came Ernst Röhm's brown shirts came out of the uh, Rossbach organization. Which was dominated by Gerhard Rossbach, which was one of the Freebrüder movements or Freikorps movements that came out of uh, World War One. Okay, did you catch that? He said that anybody above the rank of sergeant had to be of that persuasion. That's how they came to power. Well, they were primarily the dominant factor in the Nazi in bringing the Nazi Party to power. Uh, any any rank above the rank of uh, any person above the rank of sergeant in Ernst Rome's brown shirt organization had to be of that persuasion. So it's no coincidence that we see the same thing in our military industrial complex, in the corporations, at the tops, the CEOs of these corporations. I'm going to show you more than just this picture, and you judge for yourself. But it's not just Hollywood actors. And you know, that's a theory. A lot of the people who do the transvestigations, they have settled it in their mind that there are no A-list actors that are not of the persuasion. There just aren't. Even going all the way down to the theater levels, uh, you know, Broadway and stuff, they say it's run by the gay mafia, that you have to come around to their way of thinking. And we see that a lot with people who rise up in the industry and weren't transitioned as children then later after they get famous all of a sudden it's like some sort of rite of initiation or something like here's the wachowski brothers now they're the wachowski sisters they were men they're the ones who did the matrix trilogy the matrix and they were men when they did that but then after they got famous look changed their name to lana and lily instead of larry as larry this is him with the yarn hair. And it was just sort of out of out of nowhere. I mean, this brother, he didn't, it's not like they came out together and they're like, hey, we always secretly wanted to be sisters instead of brothers. No, one did it as if part of an initiation. 
and then the other one followed you know quite a while later now presently i don't subscribe to that that every single a-lister in hollywood every denise, actor every actor denise morrison of campbell soup looks just like robert Mueller with makeup on is uh transgender and was either changed starting in the womb with shots or starting as very young you know infants and toddlers and stuff but i could be wrong I, you know at this point nothing would shock me honest this is female to male facial surgery facial masculinization to make the female face appear more masculine to be used in addition to testosterone therapy the forehead can be lengthened the cheeks and nose augmented and most importantly the jaw reshaped and chin recontoured, which is one thing we see a lot in them. They'll get the chin dimple, they'll get implants, you know, jaw implants and all this. I mean, it's hard to believe, but this is for regular people. This isn't just for the celebrities. So these aren't multi, multi-millionaires. This is what's available. This is, this is the world we live in. So this is the woman over here with the beard. The only reason this picture's here, I mean, lots of people theorize about a lot of men and quote unquote men in Hollywood. I'm not saying that Ryan Gosling is FTM just because he was a Disney kid and came up through this. I, I don't know. There's no way for me to know. I don't have access to his medical records, but this picture was just juxtaposed against this one to, to show you that a female can absolutely present just as well as any of these males in Hollywood. So please move forward with us as we discuss this topic and don't discount it just by looks alone and say, there's no way. Well, there is a way. And these are the Hygieras in India. And you can see they look like beautiful women. I mean, this one over here didn't turn out so great, but you know, these, a lot of them look gorgeous, like beautiful women, but these are Hygieras, these are men who dress like women and impersonate women, they cross-dress and do all of this stuff as a worship to one of their gods. And as always, that precisely matches the historical records recorded in the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, in the Old Testament, when it talks about the old world that was wiped out, is in 1 Kings and in Deuteronomy. It talks about these, they were the temple prostitutes, people who committed sodomy and dressed, cross-dressed, transvestites. Said they wore, the men wore women's clothes and pretended to be women. And they did all of this uh, sexual perversion. You guys have read the Old Testament. It always talks about this and they were sodomites. So in 1 Kings it says, and there were also sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. And in Deuteronomy it says, the women shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither a man shall put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. So, you know, this is where we get all of this simple-minded religious stuff and I understand why they didn't completely understand what these verses meant, because this is all just now coming to light. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people, they like in the Pentecostal movement, they'll say, oh, well, the women have to all wear skirts, you know, because we don't want them to dress like it. No, this is talking about real, true cross-dressing, transvestites, transgenders, that a man shall not put on a woman's garment and commit sodomy. This is, this was what the pagan gods, the fallen angels, this was worship to them.
So this is the Hindu god Shiva doing the transgender and the duality and all of that. So this is like we've talked about for years in all of these videos that the pagan gods recorded way back in ancient history and the antediluvian world on every single continent are the same interdimensional entities recorded in the Holy Bible as the fallen angels. The pagan gods are the fallen angels. The records match up exactly. And in the Old Testament or the Old World, the first earth age, the antediluvian pre-flood world, God had wiped all of that evil out and started over because of all the contamination of the human gene pool. Said that the thoughts of humans were evil continually. But now we're in the middle of a resurrection of this evil kingdom where the Nephilim and the Raphaim and the hybrid descendants of them are again the ruling class. In the old world, it said that they enslaved humanity. That's what the book of Exodus is about. And Moses leading the humans out of slavery, out from under the Nephilim Egyptians and all of that. But it's coming back. They're resurrecting that. They want to rule over humans again. And that's what we're in the middle of seeing manifest right now. And that's what all of my videos are about. Just because they're not about transgender, doesn't mean that they're not about this transition, this transformation. I talk about it in the technology and science about how they're going about that through 5G and neural implants and artificial intelligence, how they're beaming these frequencies over us to transform humanity into their own image. DNA, I go into the DNA evidence and how they're using viruses to implant DNA in us. Any and all of my videos pertain to this transformation that we are living in. Even the ones that say Antarctica, if you go in there, I'm talking about these Nephilim races, Nephilim hybrids, trans species. So we have trans species, we have transhumanism technology, we have transgender. All of it is part of the transition, even weather modification. It's all part of the same agenda. They fancy themselves the gods. This is star worship all over again. They can control the weather at the push of a button. They can deny, turn off the rain. They can flood you with rain, they, you know, weather modification and everything. The neural implants, they want to be able to possess humans, to actually possess human bodies. That's the neural implants to be able to be linked in biologically into our neural circuits, into the circuits of our brain and our nervous system. And they have the worship of the masses. Look at any rock concert. You won't go into a church and see tens of thousands of people with their hands in the air worshiping, but you sure will see that at these concerts, people worshiping these people. Movie stars are like, gods and goddesses when one fades another promptly takes its place because the human race requires that the pantheon always be filled worship literal worship of the stars worship of the elite ruling class celebrities and they're so mind controlled that you can't even have a conversation with them about it if you were to tell them <laughs> that they're worshiping these entities they, they wouldn't get it at all they think you're crazy they even worship them with their money. They give them all of their money. Why do you think Beyonce has like a $3 million countertop in her kitchen? 
because of the slave race. All of these people, either they or their parents, went and slaved away and worked inside the corporate entity to get their chits so that they could bring them and lay them at the feet of these stars in worship. It's their offering. Here's our offering. We're going to get, we went and slaved away in the military industrial complex to get our chits and we're going to come lay them at your feet in an act of worship. Here, you take them. A lot of them don't even have gas money to get back to work, but they'll take their paychecks and they'll lay them at the feet of a celebrity who, who has a $3 million countertop in her kitchen, just so that they're granted the right to enter the arena and worship at her feet. You know, it's ludicrous. It's absolutely, it's sad. It's so sad. I don't know how to reason with them. We're out here day and night trying to reason with them and wake them up. Uh, but presently, yeah, they're laying their offerings at the feet of the celebrities and they're worshiping them openly. And if you tell them that, they'll tell you you're crazy. Okay, but back to the spirits inside of these idols that they've created for us. And keep in mind that these are corporate entities. So one spirit will be animating or controlling multiple people, thousands of people. Just like we are the body of Christ and we are made up of millions or maybe even billions. I think statistics say 2.8 billion people claim to be Christian. And of course, we know that a lot of people who practice a religion uh, and call themselves Christians aren't actually part of the body of Christ, who are literally animated and controlled by Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. But the point stands that these entities are multi-membered beings. This androgyne entity called Shiva, the goddess Shiva, is the one that the people in India worship with their transgenderism and transvestite culture, which is so odd because Shiva is known as the god of destruction, always depicted covered in snakes or snakes wrapped around her or whatever, god of destruction. And yet, for some reason, they still worship this entity and form themselves into the image of the goddess of destruction. So we don't call them hygieras in the United States, but it's essentially, yeah, transgender. They say they are non-binary. Not that they don't take part in sex, but that they say they're non-binary, you know, which is what they're preaching to us here in the United States now. So anyway, these hygieras, they say that that sexual energy is same way with the worship that the Bible describes in all of the pagan temples for the fallen angels, that they worshiped them with all of those sexual per perversions, that they opened themselves up to demonic possession and let these entities use their bodies to defile themselves. And um, this, that's exactly what the modern day hygienists say. They say the sexual energy is transformed into sacred powers. So they believe this. It's a type of sex magic. Read their books. They're just pick up a book on, on all the occult stuff. It's all in there for us to see. We're just in denial because this is a hard thing. Now, I know this is a big red pill to swallow, and I'm sorry to have to give this to you. It's, it's unbelievable, but it's true. I mean, all of these women here are not natural women. These are all men. This is, these are pictures from Miss Tiffany's universe. It's a Thailand beauty pageant for men who have turned themselves into women. 
actually, when you see that group of men from Thailand, it makes our drama queens um, look masculine. And this is nothing new in Thailand. I remember hearing about this decades ago when I was in the Marine Corps and I was stationed in Japan. And a lot of the guys would take hops over to Thailand if they had like weekend leave and it wasn't long enough to go all the way back to the United States. So they would go to Thailand. And I remember the guys coming back all the time telling these stories. Oh my gosh, she was so beautiful. I thought she was a woman. You know, we were on the beach doing this and her junk fell out of her shorts, out of, you know, down the side of her short shorts. I could not believe it. She totally looked like a beautiful woman and all this, that they had these uh, transvestite prostitutes that would always solicit the men and they were scared to death because they never knew if they were going to be making out with a dude or not. And here they are. This is the Thailand beauty pageant of men. These are all men. So please, I just, I'm only showing this stuff because I want you to understand that I know it's hard to believe that these celebrities and these people that we see and they've presented to us as the beautiful ones, that they could be men. So I just wanted to show you some examples of, you know, these transgenders and you can't tell a lot of the time. It's just a fact. And I know one of the most common reasons that people experience cognitive dissonance when we're trying to discuss these topics and the world we live in is because they've presented so many of them as pregnant to us. So they say, but they were pregnant. It's impossible. Men can't get pregnant. So I'm not going to go into conspiracy theory here at all. I just want to take a few minutes and show you what the celebrities say in their own words about the inordinate amount of them who are not carrying their own children. They say openly in their articles that, oh, a surrogate carried my baby, or they openly go on the circuit about their in vitro fertilization, admitting that these children were created in a laboratory, uh, not the natural man and woman relations. So this is in their own words. I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth and I'm not making assumptions. I'm just going to show you the inordinate amount of celebrities who openly say their children were created in laboratories and that they did not even carry them in their own bodies. And before I start that list, I just wanna show you a picture like this. This is another one of those magazine covers. This is Elon Musk's mother. Um, Take a look at that face if you know what I'm saying. And I wanted to go into Elon Musk's family line and his how who his grandfather was and his lead in the movement of technocracy long before Elon Musk was ever born. His grandparents were part of this, what they believe technocracy, that the world would be ruled by, by the leaders in technology. And I wanted to get into all of that uh, but I'm just not going to have time in this video. That'll be for another day. But suffice it to say that Elon Musk was created for what he's doing. But my point for right here is she's 63. We're going to go into two parts. I'm going to divide this up.